Now available on Amazon.com in print and Kindle. From Sweetie Cat Press, The Who's Who of Emerging Writers 2021, which includes the bios of 128 modern-day writers and seven essays by writing influencers. The bios answer the questions. What do they write? Where do they live? When did they start writing? Why do they write? And how you can find out more about them and more. I'm Christopher Bice. I'm the author of a New Age poetry book called Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. This isn't one of your grandmother's poetry books. Okay, I do some traditional poetry of love, death, and inspirations. But I also write about all the insanity hiding in my mind. Come experience the stories that are fleeing a tortured mind. Ride the wave of emotion and fear. Shed a tear, find the light, or maybe learn to fear the darkness. We are in the final countdown. Look for my book, Escaping the Darkness, coming this June. And tell your grandma to stay away. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at sweetiecatpress.com. That's sweetiecatpress.com. S-W-E-E-T-Y-C-A-T-P-R-E-S-S dot com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all that you want, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa Barty, a.k.a. the crazy one. Yeah, I said it. It has been a week, let me tell you. This could possibly, and I'm just going to put this out there now, be the shortest podcast in the history of my podcasts. Just letting you know. It may switch from Lupa's Bits to Lupa's Daycare. We're not quite sure. Um, I'm trying to get this all in. Hopefully my niece will sleep for at least another hour, hour and a half. That would be fantastic. Because, you know, I have to work, so my mom has to go shopping. I'm not going to rant about my family today because I love my family, most of my family. I have note, I have found out that, well, I haven't found out, okay? I've, I've admitted because this has been a lifelong thing with my mom. Um, you give this woman an inch and she will take about 17 miles. And you say, okay, I'll do this. And she will assume that that means you'll do it forever for an indeterminate amount of time. And take care of absolutely everything that needs to be taken care of with minimal input from her. Anyway, I'm here with my nephew. He is watching TV. And I have gotten rid of the dog that I had, that I was watching earlier. I put the dog down for their nap. 
So hopefully we will get through this uninterrupted because I was rather excited about most of this podcast. I have some things I want to rant on. And you probably noticed the name of the podcast and are wondering what that is all about. And we will get into that in a little bit. I do have a few things that I do want to discuss. But, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm just sticking my tongue out at my uh, live studio audience. (laughs) First thing I want to talk about is I've had a rather emotional and a week full of, I guess, almost epiphany-like things. And I want to share those with you. I have had um, three... Yeah, I think three that I want to talk about. I have had three anniversaries since the last podcast. And they've been kind of um, very poignant ones. Now, yesterday I had kind of reached my um, breaking point of what I could handle. And... Um, now, don't come at me. I, I, I've changed my mind. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I, I can already hear a couple of my listeners and one of my listeners, actually two of my listeners. Um, you guys were fantastic getting me through yesterday and I really appreciate it. Um, without the two of you, I don't think I would be sitting here podcasting right now. Actually, I know for a fact that if it wasn't for Crystal and Misha, I would not be sitting here right now talking to you. I would not still be the editor-in-chief for the World of Myth magazine. I would not be the editor-in-chief for Dark Myth Publications. I would not be affiliated or associated or friends with anybody outside of those biologically related to me. So thank you for getting me through that day because yesterday was a really bad day. Uh, Remember, I've had the really horrible, very bad days before. Yeah, well, this was the ultimate because... The one person that is supposed to be able to help you get through those really bad days uh, was the one that was causing the really bad day. So um, I finally had to reinstall my backbone and put on my big girl panties and say, okay, you know what? Listen, this is not how this is going to work. I agreed to get up every morning. I don't mind doing that. It's fine. They're really cute in the mornings. I'm not a morning person, but my niece and my nephew kind of make mornings good. And they're willing to wait until Aunt Teffy actually has a coffee in her system before they start asking for food. So this is good. Because expecting me to work a gas stove before I have caffeine in my system is just asking for trouble. Um, But I didn't expect to be on morning duty and then have my mom come up at 11 o'clock and then disappear again at 12.30, 1 o'clock and then reappear at 4.30. That was not how this arrangement was supposed to work. If that was how it was supposed to work, then she should have said that to me from the beginning instead of saying, okay, you get up in the mornings and then we'll trade off and I'll do the rest of the day so that I could work in the afternoon. Um, And it has not been that way. It has been a struggle for me to get anything done. I'm usually doing it watching my nephew or dealing with my brother my my brother-in-law my sister's new dog so it was yesterday was the pinnacle of I'm done (laughs) I'm just going to eliminate everything that I can and only serve basically um 
what I have to, what I can't eliminate because I can't eliminate my family. No, 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 no. Can't eliminate my family. I don't look good in orange. But they talked me out of it and, um, okay, they didn't talk me out of it. They talked me off the ledge, <laughs> basically. And they both kind of owed it to me because I've talked them off the ledge a few times. So, you know, thank you. It was just a bad day. And it kind of started with, I've been looking forward to going home this weekend just to have, you know, five minutes to catch my breath. Because usually when I'm here, my sister's here. So my sister and I kind of swap out. And between my mom, my sister and I, we take turns getting up in the morning. My sister will get up one morning with the kids and then my mom will get up in the morning and I'll get up in the morning. So each of us gets two mornings to sleep in one morning up and my sister and I tag team looking after the kids my sister's not here because she's not well and it really hit home just how much my poor sister actually has to do around here and yesterday there was a long list from my brother-in-law of housework things that he wanted to do and the minute I mentioned it to my mom I can't do that and I can't do this and she's she's just she's a very negative person and I am trying to stay very positive to keep my stress levels down because like I told my mother the person that causes the seizure that makes me lose my license is going to get throat punched and more because that will destroy me if I lose my license if I lose that freedom that ability to just go I'm just going to curl up and shrivel up my 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 soul will just shrivel up that'll that'll be it i had to 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 put my foot down i i guard my stress levels very very closely and i was looking forward to going home and of course the minute i said that it was a big deal and mom was going to have such a hard time and she couldn't do it and could i just go for the day and blah 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 and then of course you know help was offered and then that was a problem because it was extra work and an extra person to have to feed and I'm like it's not really an extra person because I'm not going to be here they're kind of taking my place and it's just there's a complaint for absolutely everything and I had a talk with her today and I kind of said you know stop looking for negatives stop looking for problems before they are you don't know what kind of help they're going to be so stop thinking they're going to be no help at all and they're going to be work and let them try. Stop being so miserable because this is not a loop of problem. So I've had to um, make some very hard lines with my mom. It hasn't been easy because she has not accepted them well, but... It is what it is, and I am 49 years old. You cannot make me feel like an ashamed little child anymore for not bending over backwards to do as I'm told or, you know, make things as easy as possible for you, which is what she told me the week that I was here, that I needed to make things as easy as possible for her. Uh, No, that's not how this works. We are making this as easy as possible for my sister who can't be here as easy as possible to a certain extent for my brother-in-law who has a lot of it on his plate right now not as easy as possible for her I am not here for her I think she's starting to understand that she was diagnosed with COPD like given the definitive diagnosis yes you definitely have this a couple of weeks ago and she's kind of 
grabbed onto that and has really settled into that role of I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And I was on the phone with um, a friend of mine and she was carrying on about how I can't do this and I can't do that and can you do this and can you do that because I can't breathe and blah, 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 blah. And he was giggling because if you can talk, you can breathe. And 30 seconds later, she was yelling. So if you can do all of that, you can breathe. I also talked to her about that too, about how you've got to stop saying you can't breathe because you can. You're having trouble breathing. You don't feel like you're getting enough air when you're breathing, but you can breathe because you're yelling at me and you're barking orders and you're yelling at the kids and you're complaining. You can breathe. Thank you for letting me vent. I really needed to do that. realized I did. Um, I mean, I love being here and I'm so glad that I'm in a position in my life where I can just pack a bag and up and go and be there for my sister when she needs me and be there for my niece and nephew when they need me. In the same breath, you know, the person that I'm supposed to be helping do this with can't take me for granted, can't assume that I'm just going to take over everything and do everything and constantly complain about everything i just no so okay enough complaining i've done like 12 minutes of complaining a couple of updates on things there remember i kind of leaked some information about a possible short story contest and i'm going to tease you a little bit more it has a name now and it has um structure and ideas of this is how it's going to run and this is this is going to be what it's going to look like and a launch date so you know sharpen up your pencils there people because we're going to be announcing it soon it's not going to be launching soon like it's not going to actually launch we won't be open for submissions until after uh the occ the open contract challenge but you can kind of maybe get some ideas and, you know, I might slip in a few more tidbits of information as we go and what our first theme will be and stuff. Oh, did I say theme? <laughs> I did, didn't I? Anyway, so there's your teaser for that. We have the Elmville Sci-Fi Fair coming up here soon in Ontario. And unfortunately, because Ontario is stupid <laughs> and we are just as of today, Um, the day the podcast is airing Friday just starting to open things up and we can actually go sit and dine on a patio in a restaurant and we can go back to Michael's Crystal and I can go back to Michael's I'm very very happy about that the Elmville Street Fair has decided to be completely virtual this year so uh, Myth Mart which is launching at the end of June I think will be We'll have a uh, vendor table, virtual vendor table, at um, the Elmville's uh, <laughs> Sci-Fi Street Fair. Wow, a little tongue-tied today. Also, three of our writers from uh, Dark Myth Publications will be doing a live 15-minute spot uh, starting at 4 o'clock. And I will post all of the information for this as well closer to the day and the links on how to go and and watch these three people and you can ask questions um it's a live spot there will be walter g esselman 
uh, Christopher Bice and myself, and we will be discussing our books and what we do and all of that fun stuff or, you know, staring blankly at the screen because we are absolutely terrified. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that'll be really fun. And um, I mean, we have an hour and I've set, set 15 minutes for each of us. So that gives us time to kind of answer questions and, um, you know, run over stuff like that and get all set up for the next person so that we don't, you know, get cut off at the end of our hour. Um, it's, and it's kind of like a Zoom platform. So I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but I will get all that information for you the closer we get to the date. And the date is July 17th. And it'll be fun. Like I, I have fun when I go when it's live because it's right here in my province. It's like 45 minutes away from where I live. Uh, I was um, a featured guest two years ago and I did really well with book sales. I was very pleased. I'm happy to be going back again this year it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really neat stuff. And if you go and check out their website, like they, because it's virtual, they've opened it worldwide. So, I mean, there's short story contests, there's cosplay contests, there's, um, poetry contests, there's art contests going on. So just look up, um, on Facebook, Elmville Sci-Fi Street Fair. And yeah, it's, I'll be there. Chris will be there. Walter will be there. And Mythmart will definitely be there. So check it out it'll be fun a book launched and I bought it and it's really good and my nephew's enjoying it but at the end of June I will be doing an interview with the author of said book so tune into that at the end of June probably uh, because I know I've got something special planned for June wait where are we yeah the end of June so probably around the 25th um, maybe even go into the 2nd of July. But I know we're at 47. So July 9th, ladies and gentlemen, July 9th. You have to tune in on July 9th. That will be, and this is getting into the anniversary things that I was talking about now. That will be the 52nd episode of Lupus Bits. That will be one complete entire year's worth of podcasts. So I'm going to have special guests. I might even get that ridiculous Mythmaster to come on over and hang out for a while. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have special guests. I'm going to have uh, blasts from the past. I might even have some of my personal friends come on the show and completely embarrass the hell out of me because, you know, why not? Uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, I have a lot of special things planned for my one year anniversary episode but it's not the one year anniversary of the world of uh, or bleh, of lupus bits let's get the right podcast here people that actually happened last week uh the other day i was scrolling through my facebook memories and i came across the very first episode of lupus bits one year ago now i'm at the very beginning, I missed quite a few weeks um, because, I mean, you all were listening. You know I was going through quite an emotional upheaval. And the very first, when I got Lupus Bits, I was in the process of leaving Myth Bits and I had just left my husband. So, yeah, there were a few weeks that got missed. So that's why the one year anniversary of the, of the first episode is not the same as the anniversary of the 52nd episode so you know 
but yeah, so Lupus Bits has been around for technically one year. Um, and it was kind of neat to be scrolling through those memories and see that come up. It's like, oh, holy crap, there's episode one. Wow, that was a year ago. And I've been, like, I've only missed, we were at, what, 47? Five weeks. So in a year, there has only been five weeks spaced out that I have actually missed an episode. So that's pretty good. So, yeah, so I didn't have anything really planned for the physical anniversary. But like I said, the 52nd episode is probably going to be, I I would say a couple of hours long because like I said there's going to be special guests there's going to be anecdotes there's actually going to be people from my personal life people that you've never met you've never heard of well you may have heard of there's going to be Crystal probably Misha and like I said you know what get bring them on the show embarrass the hell out of me why not they've got stories <laughs> they can tell you a side of me that I won't tell you yeah it's going to be fun the 57 the 57 good lord the 52nd episode, which is, oh, see, I completely forgot the date again, and I just had it. July 9th. No. Sorry. July 16th. July 16th will be the 52nd episode. Yeah, so to make sure, if you don't tune into any other podcasts between now and then, uh, tune into July 16th, because that will be the big happy birthday. Holy moly, I have done 52 episodes of this, and y'all are still here. <laughs> None of you have committed me. I haven't gotten any death threats or, you know, hate mail. I haven't gotten any mail, thanks. Um, so, yeah, that'll be that'll be a big episode, that one. And um, like I said, at the end of June, I think we're probably looking at the 25th of June. And like I said, it may even run over. We might even do it the 2nd of July for that um, book that came out that I cannot name. And we will be doing an interview with the author of the book that I cannot name <laughs> until, you know, the interview. Tune in on either the 25th of June or the 2nd of July. It all depends on when I can pin this author down long enough to at least give me a half decent interview. It's a pretty busy dude. Anyway, back to the anniversaries that I'm celebrating. So, yeah, the, it was kind of neat to see the very first episode come across my Facebook memories and go, wow, it's been a year. And it's been a year. It's been an interesting year. Well, you've, you've all been here with me. So that was one of the first episodes. That was one of the first anniversaries that um, I had this this week. The second one was because we just passed um, May 2-4, and I think I talked to you guys about that. But when this happened our victoria day and the united states memorial day was kind of on the same day this year it wasn't it was i think like a week apart or something um, or two weeks i don't know anyway i kind of when i was first told that eternally bound was going to be published i kind of sat on it for a week because i wasn't quite sure it was real uh <laughs> before i announced it and it was it's really funny because I, I remember back then I spent like the whole week humming and hawing and wondering and, 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 you know, pestering the hell out of Mike and my mom and finally getting up the courage to ask Dave if it was okay if I announced it on my public author profile page. And now it's like, I don't ask permission anymore. I pretty much tell him this is what I'm doing. Um, you have a problem with it? No. Okay, good. Great. Um, but yeah, and that was when it came across, it was the three year anniversary of being told that Eternally Bound was going to be published. And it was kind of 
interesting that that happened because this was also the week that um, my writing mojo came back. I started, I am a good 10,000 words, two chapters now into, well, that sounds kind of scary. No, the chapters are not 5,000 words each. There is prologue before each the chapters start, so... But um, I am well into um, Magically Bound, which is book two, and it's coming out in December. It was kind of neat to see that three-year anniversary, and here I am sitting three years later working on book two. And I'm, I'm reading this, you know, I'm being published. And because uh, I'm looking through my, uh, my memories today of four years ago, and they're all, you know, um, if you're an author... You may have heard of this thing on Twitter called PitMad. And what it is, is it's pitch madness. And you write a short pitch for your book and you hashtag it PitMad on certain days. And you get three, you're allowed three pitches a day. And um, I remember like all of my memories for the last couple of weeks have been filled with the pitches that I was throwing out there trying to find somebody to publish Eternally Bound. And then the memory of being told that it was being published came across and it's like, yeah, that was kind of cool. So on that note, I am now well into Magically Bound. And then I had another. See, I was I was kind of I don't know if I was questioning if I was where I was supposed to be, if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. But I was more or less wondering. And then, like I said, I had the really bad day the other day yesterday. Um, that I was just going to throw it all away. And then when I sat down to start doing the write-up for my podcast, I started remembering all of these things that had popped up throughout this week, all of these anniversaries that had popped up, and every single one of them is writing-related. I I had something kind of um, interesting happen on the 7th of this month. Uh, I found out I won Member of the Month. I had sat down to write a short story, Um, And anybody who knows me knows that I just can't write just a short story. It's usually the beginning of some kind of series. (laughs) My live studio audience is pointing and laughing at me. So I sat down and I just started writing this. And I I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I didn't even know what it was going to be when I started writing it. And it turned into a horror. It's going to be a horror story. Not the, the, I don't think, the slasher type horror blood guts and gore type horror but a more of a thriller type horror and I wrote it and I thought okay you know what I'm just going to throw it up onto the world of myth and see what you know kind of response it gets see if it's even likable what people think of it and y'all voted it as member of the month thanks a lot <laughs> no seriously you have no idea when I found out that I had one member of the month I I'll admit I cried I did I cried and it blew me away. It literally blew me away. And I was kind of debating whether I was going to continue with that story because I do have so many other writing projects on the go right now. Um, let's just add one more. I thought, well, I'll throw it up there. I'll see what kind of response it is. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do like, you know, another little bit later. Okay. So installment two is already written for this month. Um, <laughs> And I, I was very surprised that I won Member of the Month. Thank you very much to everybody who voted and uh, enjoyed the story. It, it, mean, it really means a lot to me. You have no idea. But the epiphany that I had with that particular story, that particular piece, and winning Member of the Month on a brand new 
obviously series that I'm starting since I haven't written anything, any new series since I finished The Chosen was the fact that I won the member of the month on the three, yes, I said three, three year anniversary of winning member of the month for The Huntress, which turned into a series, which turned into a book. See where I'm going with this? So it was kind of an aha moment. Um, Yeah, I am right where I'm supposed to be. I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. No, it's not paying my bills, but it's feeding my sanity. It is feeding my soul. I get enough money to pay my bills. So having it feed those other parts of me are so important. And I know I'm a writer. In my bones, I'm a writer. I can't not be a writer. I was sitting here waiting to um, get started uh, with the podcast because, of course, you know, I have to accommodate the life going on around me. It's not like I'm at home and I can just sit down whenever I want and just do my thing. Um, I have to kind of make sure that this is taken care of, that is taken care of, and everybody's got what they need, everybody is doing what they need to be doing, and then I can sit down and do my thing. So while I was waiting to do this, I was kind of just jotting down notes for um, audio plugs for Darth Mick, try that again, Dark Myth Publications. Yeah, I'm a writer, that's what I do, it's who I am. I don't think I'm going to be giving that up anytime soon for anybody or anything, if it, it is what it is. I enjoy what I'm... Had pause, had to check the baby monitor, and I couldn't see the baby, but I don't see anything else moving in the bed either, so I'm assuming she's still in there. You know, their monitor is... Okay, there we go. We're back to the single picture. Just We're not going to touch it again. It'll just go off all on its own. I'm looking at a moose. There's a moose. Y'all, there is a California moose staring at me right now, just so you know. It is the cutest little California moose, although I think that moose might have come from Canada. <laughs> and I'm just going to say a shout out right now. Hi, Lily. And Zoe, you're not there, but hi, Zoe. Yeah, so I was just writing down, like making little jot notes for Dark Myth Publications to do an audio plug. And it kind of dawned on me. I'm sitting here killing time and I'm writing, just writing stuff. So having those three anniversaries this week and each and every one of them writing related to books I have done. <laughs> two books I have written. Yeah, if I ever needed a sign, that pretty much was the universal clue by four upside the head. Yeah, I'm not going to quit writing. I, like I said, yesterday was the absolutely horrible, really bad day. And I was considering giving up podcasting, giving up writing. I was going to stop working for the magazine. I was going to stop working for the company. I was going to cut all ties with anybody involved and just, you know be here and do what I needed to do for my family. But that isn't serving a purpose for me. That isn't doing my mental health and my sanity and my stress any good. I need to have a life of my own as well. You know, I need to do, and I mean, I love what I do. I really do. I love editing for the magazine. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And I fight tooth and nail Every single time I'm asked if I want to retire or if I need to take a break or if, you know, I want to move on and do something else and I get snarly. I'm like, no, no, man, I'm not leaving the magazine. I've been asked to go work for other magazines. 
and leave the world of myth. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I think I'm, I kind of dug in my heels and I think I'm going to be with the world of myth for a long time. I love what I do for uh, Jasmine Dark Myth Company. I love the fact that, you know, I get to read all these fantastic books and edit them and talk to these authors and work with them and, and make their work the best possible piece that we can between the two of us. And I'm not one of these editors that says, you need to change this. This needs to be done this way. Take this out. Take that out. I offer suggestions. I will read a book and I will say, okay, this part's really good, but it could be clearer. Or I'm not feeling the angst that you're trying to convey here. Maybe we could change this word or that word. I offer suggestions. The authors that I've worked with so far have been like, okay, great. You know, those are awesome. And they they um, really get where I'm coming from with my suggestions. And we turn out the best possible piece of work that we can with what they've written. And I love doing that. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I would not trade it for anything in the world. I'm... I, I'm glad that um, my my sisters kind of hung on to me before I leapt off that ledge and made some decisions in my life that I would have instantly regretted because even just the thought of it hurt tremendously. Like I was would have been cutting out a piece of myself and I don't want to do that. Uh, so those are like, three major writing anniversaries that really struck home for me, really struck deep for me. And those are three that um, will, I think, always carry importance to me as the years go on and I see them come across my Facebook and it'll always be, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> because one, especially, you know, the publishing one, because that's what made me an author. That's the one right there that made me a published author. You know, getting told, yeah, I'm going to publish your book. Um... I gained a book out of it. Uh, I gained a job out of it. And I gained a friendship that I wouldn't trade for the world. I would. So I got a lot out of just those words. Yes, I will publish your book. <laughs> it's kind of lucky. So, yeah, those are three anniversaries that are going to stick with me for quite a while. And I will always look back on those three very fondly. Now, if Penance happens to turn into another book, then in three years I have to write another piece and win another member of the month so that I can get the six-year hat trick. Just saying. I'm going to win member of the month every three years and it's going to turn into another book. So you're pretty much assured that there's going to be a book out of me every three years from a short story that's going to start on the world of myth. Everything starts for me on the world of myth. <laughs> the Chosen started on the world of myth as a short story. Because y'all know me. I just can't write a one-off. I can't. I can't write a one-and-done. It just doesn't, doesn't work that way. My characters decide about three lines before I am finished the story. They decide, oh, plot twist. And there we go. So, speaking of plot twists and publishing companies, if any of you happen to belong to a group on Facebook... Um, now... I'm going to put a disclaimer out right now from this point on anything that I say is my opinion only and not the opinions of the Jasmine Dark Myth Company or those who work for the Jasmine Dark Myth Company. They are mine alone. I am not speaking as a member of the Jasmine Dark Myth Company. I am speaking as Lupa and as an 
as a writer and as an author from this point on. Okay, so now that we've cleared that out of the way and we've gotten all the legalities taken care of, I want to talk about Paper Gin. What in the all that is sane is going on? I have been popping in and out of the group for a while. I had contacted Umar, oh my gosh, a year ago. I had a little secret project that I was working on, well, had started working on. I'd gone to him with a couple of ideas. And I couldn't go to the people that I normally go to because it was for them. I was working on something for Dave and I was working, it was kind of a a Dave and Mythmaster thing conjoined that I was going to present to them at PCE and this goes back to before COVID Um, I think I went to him well no it was during COVID because I went to him um, PCE was in February and I spoke to him in March I think the end of March Um, because there was a picture of the Mythmaster choking the life out of Dave And I had talked to him about making me a cover because I wanted to make a photo album for the two of them of PCE with all of the candid shots of the events, everything that had gone on, little anecdotes. I I was going to get little written pieces from Kevin for Dave and little written pieces from Dave for Kevin and Jeff and um, everybody else kind of affiliated with the world of myth that was there and put in little excerpts here and there and make this little, you know, commemorative first year PCE keepsake book. And he's like, oh yeah, sure, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. So I sent him the picture and he said he could work with it and he was going to do like this really cool background image. And we had kind of discussed like doing like a dungeon behind him with chains and stuff and and um, almost an image of Kevin Adams hanging on the wall because the joke is Mythmaster hangs Kevin on the wall when he does his thing and then he takes Kevin down off the wall and lets him talk every once in a while. Well, I am very glad I never gave him any money because I never heard from him again. I emailed him, um, I Facebook messaged him and nothing. And I would pop in every now and again and he would be there and um, he would not be there and then he would be there and then he would not be there and then you know they were open for submissions and I would consider because yes I work for the World of Myth magazine and I can have my stuff published in the World of Myth magazine because I know the editor-in-chief really really well but it also looks really good on a writer's resume to have a couple of other places and I'm always curious to see if my work really is where I think my work is so submitting to a magazine other than the one that I work for gives me honest feedback from another editor and I see all these anthologies that are coming out and things like that and I would think oh this looks really neat I would might wouldn't mind contributing to this and then he would disappear again and there would be you know a litany of questions in the chat where is he what's going on who's heard from him who hasn't heard from him when was the last time you heard from him did he say you're going to hear from him again and then all of us that had submitted I hadn't submitted but I did know people I do know people that had were supposed to hear from him sometime in March. I think it was like March 15th or something. And nobody heard from him. And nobody has heard from him since March. Now, I want to put out there, I wish him no ill will at all. And I seriously hope that he's okay and he's not sick um, or, you know, in the hospital or, you know, in jail. (laughs) 
I understand people had contributed money to Paper Gin Press and helping get it off the ground. And I feel really bad for them because there's this investment that they've made in something that they believed in and somebody that they had faith in and trust in. And he's vanished. He's just, he's gone. And I'm reading um, a lot of the comments and there was somebody that stood up for the writers and said, hey, you know, what about us? What about the writers? What about these people that have these contracts with him for these books? What's happening with them? They're getting shafted. Where is he? Why is he he not honoring these contracts? All right, I'm just going to say it. And I respect those that do feel this way. And I respect those and their decision to blindly follow and have faith in this person. But could somebody tell me why? There are three things that I have seen this man publish. And that is the online magazine. And that was January, February, March. He was gone. Everything else on his website that I went to is coming soon or open for submissions. So where has he, for me anyway, he has not shown any sort of trustworthiness. He has not shown any sort of initiative or motivation or anything to earn that level of loyalty. I don't understand. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that I'm not privy to. I don't know what he's told people he has contracts with, but I don't understand the level of faith that he has garnered. For me to trust somebody enough to to stand by and wait indefinitely for them, they will have had to have proven that they are worth that effort, that they are worth that trust. Because for me, trust is earned. I don't just give trust blindly. I don't just believe in somebody blindly. Prove to me that my time, my effort, my trust, my belief in you is warranted. And I will follow you to the ends of the world. I will wait for you until time stops. I will be loyal to the end. But you need to give me a reason why. And if he had followed through with the project that him and I were working on, I might have a little more loyalty for him. I might be a little I mean I'm compassionate to whatever he's going through a lot of people have hinted that maybe he's going through some sort of a depression and I get that you all know I get that I understand that you have been privy and and had to listen to many of my emotional and mental breakdowns on this podcast so I totally understand fighting depression I sat well figuratively sat with a very good friend of mine for three months while they went through a very, very deep depression. They would get up, do their work, they would go back to bed, and they would sleep. And I would send them multiple emails a day. Hey, checking in. How you doing? How's it going? And the only way I knew that they had read those emails is because I would also send them a text message and say, hey, I sent you an email. And their little bobblehead would pop down and it would say read. So I know, because I know them, that they went and read the email. So I knew that they were checking in. I knew that they they knew I was there. And every now and again, we would have a conversation. So I know how hard it is. I know how bad depression can get. But when you have obligations to other people, sometimes you need to just, even if it's just one sentence on that web, on that Facebook page, hey, I'm struggling, period. At least people would know what was going on. They wouldn't be sitting around waiting for a contract that may never happen. In my opinion, and like I said, this is my opinion only, he is holding their work hostage because 
they have a contract with him, a signed legal contract for that book, and they're stuck. At least I'm assuming it is a signed legal contract. I don't know. I didn't have one because I didn't submit, because I wasn't seeing the level of trust. I am very picky with my work. I sat on my work for a long time, and the only way that it ended up in David Montoya's hands is because the person that I trusted it with handed it to him. I did not hand my work to Dave. I handed my work to Mike. Because Mike, I have known for 20 years. Mike is one of my best friends. And we are very close. And I, he wanted to broaden his editorial horizons. I said, here. It has pirates. I blow shit up. It's got stuff. Read it. Check it out. And he decided it wasn't for him and handed it off to Dave. Unbeknownst to me... Because if he had told me, and I, I will tell you honestly right now, if he had told me he was going to hand it off to a complete total stranger, I would have went, mm, no, I'll take it back. Thanks. Let me look it over first. Um, let me just just check it. And, and no, I'll take it back now. Please. Thank you. And I can guarantee you it would not have been published. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> because I, I am very particular. I am very. Those are my babies. Okay. Those are my babies. There's a piece of me in every single story I write. And I'm sure that's the same for a lot of authors. There's a piece of us in every... And, and we're very protective over what we write. And that book was the bane of my existence for the longest time. But it was an emotional experience for me because it was, again, written during a time that I was going through a lot of emotional upheaval and um, dealing and, and working through a lot of, of personal things. And a lot of that came out in that book. So handing it off to Mike was kind of like bearing my soul to my best friend. And then he hands it off to a complete stranger. Holy crap. <laughs> when he told me that, um, I panicked. I, I literally panicked. And then, and then, and then, the next thing I know, I'm thrown into this group chat with the two of them. I don't know this person from Adam. And I'm, I, now I have to pitch my book to a complete stranger. What the hell? I get loyalty to an extent. And I'm not ashamed to say now I, I will, I'm loyal to Dave to the end, to the bitter end. doesn't matter what he does. He has proven to me that he deserves my trust and my loyalty and my faith in him is not misplaced because he has followed through on every single thing he has told me he is going to do. He has followed through on it and then some. The Chosen was not like a guarantee. That was just a, okay, I'm going to do this because I really like this book. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm obligated to write three books for him. And that is Eternally Bound, Magically Bound, and Forever Bound. Those are the three books on the contract, the original contract. So The Chosen was just because he has faith in my writing. And I went, okay, because I have faith in him as a publisher. And for me, that's how it works. So to have that kind of loyalty and that kind of blind faith in somebody that hasn't done anything for you, that hasn't earned that level, I don't understand. I, I don't. And I'm not trying to make people, the, the people that are, are defending Umar and are, are standing behind him feel bad. I'm just trying to understand. We all want to be published. I get that. And when somebody tells you they're going to publish your work, you're excited. And you're afraid that if you move it away from them, it might not happen. I get that too. I really do. Okay, so I might get in trouble for this from my boss. So we're not going to tell him, okay? But if there's anybody out there that is at a place where they want to try somewhere else with that book that they've 
put into Paper Gin, send them to me. I am the editor-in-chief for Dark Myth Publications. I have the ability to give contracts, to fulfill contracts, to publish books. That is my job. That is my job. It's what I do. And I can tell you flat out, we don't charge to publish you. We don't charge to read your book. We don't charge to tell you yay or nay. If you have a contract that you don't think is going to be fulfilled, come talk to me. I'm not now. Now, don't think I'm trying to steal things from Umar. Don't think I'm trying to scoop his writers because he's pulled the vanishing act yet again. It's not what I'm doing. What I'm trying to do is offer those writers that are kind of left in limbo and not knowing what's going on another option. That's all I'm trying to do is to give you guys another option, another chance to be published. That's all I'm doing. If you want to be published, talk. come talk to me. Shoot me an email. You can do it through the world of myth. You can do send me a message on Facebook through my loop of Barty or whatever. Say, hey, I've got a book. If you want to wait it out till the end of the summer, that's fine. Willing to wait it out. But just know that Dark Myth Publications is another option. And yes, I do have that power. Like I said, I, I probably I want I I make a joke about me getting in trouble from my boss, but they've gave me that power for a reason. I'm not gonna publish something that's not worthy that's not decent i've earned i've worked my way to this position so if you have something that you had a contract for and you want it to be published and you're not willing to wait out this vanishing of the umar and and watch the fall of paper gin come talk to me i'm here i'm a writer i'm an author i know what it's like to sit in limbo and wait and wonder because i did it for two years before I got my publishing contract. You send something to a publisher and you never hear back and you wonder, did they even get it? It's it's unknown at this point whether he's going to honor those contracts or not. Personally, my opinion, it's not looking very promising at all. Some of those that were supposed to have already been published are still waiting. I'm nothing against Umar. I wish him all the best in the world. And I know from an insider's point of view, running a publishing house... Running a publishing company is not an easy thing to do. It is not a cheap thing to do, especially when you're not a vanity press where you tell your authors, you give me 500 bucks or you give me 1500 bucks and I'll publish your book. When you're doing it and you're not charging your your authors, it's an expensive endeavor. So I understand that. And it could very well just be he just ran out of money and he's too proud or too ashamed to say, I'm sorry, I can't publish your stuff. I made all these promises and I don't have the money to follow through. Well, I get that. Come see me. I can help you. That's all I'm saying. So I think on that note, I pretty much run through everything that I made notes on. Yes, I did. I did. I did tell you that it was the Huntress's anniversary, right? I did. I did mention that, right? That, That the seventh of this month, when I won member of the month for the second time ever, was the third year anniversary of the first time that I won member of the month for the Huntress. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Go revisit that story. It's a pretty good story. And if you really, really like it, buy the book The Chosen because, you know, she's one of the main characters. Just saying. Yes, that was a shameless plug. But you know what? It's my show. I'm allowed. <laughs> and, oh, speaking of plugs, like that segue, speaking of plugs, we actually are now offering, um, you probably heard at the beginning, there were a couple of plugs, two of them in my voice, Yay me. All you weirdos out there that seem to like my voice. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We are offering 
add space on our podcasts for two, uh, $2.50 for 45 second plug and it will be placed in our podcasts. Our podcast lineup is growing and we will be up to five podcasts, possibly six a week. And um, we are also still offering banner space on our uh, The World of Myth website for $5 a month. And just contact me at SJB, as in Bob, SJB Freelance 1972 at gmail.com. And we will get those banners up. We will get your month set. We are filling up for the summer months, so you might want to get in quick. Um, but like I said, we've just added another podcast to the roster. And um, I do have dates. Hold on. Wait, wait. No, I didn't get dates. Rats. Okay, hold on. Uh, Monday, like we are going to have a full roster. We're going to have five days a week. So Monday's going to be the World of Myth Bits. Tuesday is going to be Grindhouse Sleaze. Wednesday is going to be My Public Life as an American Nerd. Thursday is going to be The Three Nose. We welcome to we welcome The Three Nose this week to the network. All right, boys, game on. <laughs> we talked about this, remember? Game on. Um, and Friday, of course, is me. And Saturday could possibly, Saturday or Sunday, could possibly be Who's the Boss. But there's a bit of a scheduling conflict, so that one's still kind of up in the air. Um, because the host of Who's the Boss is also the co-host of Grindhouse Sleaze. So, um, and he works full-time, and he runs the Jason One Dark Myth Company, and he's also running Scarefare and PCE, and um, in there he has to be a dad and a whole bunch of other things. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's got to breathe at some point. Sleeping's overrated. <laughs> so, anyway... Yeah, $2.50. Um, now, you can either record the plug yourself and um, do the way you want it done, or um, you can have myself or we can find a voice actor to record your plug. We will go from there. Okay, now where was I? Sorry, I had to pause for a minute because there was some background noise. So we are going to have a full roster, so we are offering $2.50 for a 45-second 45 45 plug. Now, you're not allowed to have a 45-minute plug, because that's most of my show. 45 or less. And like I said, you can have me record it, or you can have one of our voice actors record it. We are also doing banners on the magazine, like I said, for $5 a month. And if you want, like we're going to, I'm going to be setting up subscriptions. So it would be like a re, if you have a banner that you want and you want it to run for six months, what we'll do is we'll do like a renewing, you could do like a renewing subscription where it's an automatic payment every month, or you can pay for six months in advance and you can space it out if you want to do it like every other month throughout the year, whatever, we'll work it out. So the email for that again is sjb freelance 1972 at gmail.com or you know find me on facebook you all know where i am also also i just got breaking news was a little dinky dinky that little tinky noise joe throw some tinky noise in here breaking news <laughs> just found out that both buildings at the san bernardino fairgrounds for scare fair are confirmed we will have both buildings one will be full of vendors and one will be full of a whole bunch of entertainment. Personally, I, um, I'm i a little apprehensive because, you know, scare. I don't do scare well. I have already been assured nobody's going to touch me. So nobody will have to get throat punched. It's all going to be good. But 
I am actually really looking forward to um, the Psychotic Circus. I'm looking forward to seeing the Rob Zombie Band play. I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of the entertainment, uh, the Scream Queen contest. I actually might even consider entering that, although I don't have the high-pitched scream that they do. Like, I I, I am no um, the chick from Michael Myers. I love absolutely love her. She was in A Fish Named Wanda. Uh, oh, Jamie. I can't even remember. My... <laughs> Y'all know who I mean. Anyway, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> One of these days, I'm actually going to record this for, with video so you can see my silent, but very active, very animated live studio audience screaming at me silently. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a good thing I can read lips. Anyway, she is the ultimate scream queen. Okay. So if, if anybody who enters this contest can come close to that... You got it in the bag. I can't. I'm I'm a baritone. I used to sing soprano, but now I'm a baritone. Anyway, so I'm really, really looking forward to this. Um, but I better wrap it up because life is starting to happen around me. It is four o'clock in the afternoon and kids will be waking up. Dogs need to go out. People need to be happening and food needs to be cooked. So I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for letting me vent and for listening to me and for sharing in those anniversaries with me. Like I said, if you want to have your book published get a hold of me if you don't have an actual contract then yes you will have to go through the process i will have to read your book and let you know if it's something that we are interested in or not but if you have a contract with paper gin and you want to take it somewhere else we are here we're not trying to steal business from paper gin we're not trying to steal writers from paper gin but i have been watching this play out for several months now hence the name of this podcast the fall of gin because that's kind of where it's happened and it's very sad to see because i know it's not easy to do an online magazine i know it's not easy to do a publishing company i work for one trust me i know i have a close personal relationship with the owner so i know the ins and outs and how hard it is because i've talked him off the ledge a few times so just know that there is another option out there for you that you're not going to be just left hanging and wondering anyway okay so you know where to find me i am on lupus bits the podcast on facebook hey look i actually did that one first this week i am on the world of myth magazine on facebook you can find me at stephanie j barty you can find me at lupa barty on twitter i'm at lupa b i'm uh, lupa lupa's bits the podcast i am also on instagram at luhu baskets stephanie j barty author stephanie j uh, stephanie lupa barty author Lupa's Bits, the podcast, and on TikTok at Lady Lou Who. You want to email me? Just find my email somewhere. Go to theworldofmyth.com, hit submissions. My email is in there. You can catch me up there. I have 17 different emails. If I give them all to you, we'll be here for another hour. So, all right, everybody, have a great week, and I will talk to you all next week. See ya. There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.